welcome to a Men in Blazers Cooper America Centenario pod special. Our guest today has been a pillar of the US men's national team since joining the squad in 2010. At this tournament, along with Michael Bradley and Ali Bedoya in the midfield, he has propelled the US to victory. Bald, dreads, man bun, living in perfect harmony. This is a man so tough, he even managed to survive a lone spell at Blackburn Rovers. He's also the gent responsible for one of the most memorable goals in US soccer history, that 25-yard blast against Portugal in World Cup 2014 that still crops up, no doubt, in many of your dreams. A goal that was echoed by a thumping strike in this summer's pivotal 4-0 Copa America win over Costa Rica. On Tuesday night, Jurgen Klinsmann's team now face their greatest challenge, a semi-final clash against Lionel Messi's Argentina. Along with Ale Bedoya and St. Bobby Wood, Jermaine will not be on the field. The key trio are all suspended. Jermaine, after being red-carded against Ecuador for asking Mikel Arroyo what the five fingers said to the face. So to preview the biggest US men's national team game on home turf since a round of 16 clash against Brazil at the 94 World Cup, we welcome to the pod the Colorado Rapid, who it, well, it wouldn't surprise me if he's starting in World Cup 2022, never mind 2018. From what sounds like quite a frenetic hotel lobby at the team's Houston training camp, we welcome Mr. Jermaine Jones. Hey, hi guys. Oh, Jermaine, it's great to be with you. What a journey this Copa America has been for the United States, right back at the beginning, at the start of camp, Jürgen Klinsmann told the media something that sounded astonishing at the time. He said his goal was for the United States to make the final four, the semi-finals of the Copa America Centenario. Be honest, when you heard that, did you think it was possible for the US before kickoff? Yeah, for, for me personally, I, I always been big in... Um... In, in, when I heard that the coach goes go that way and he gives that out, then um, I know that he he's on fire. And he he wanna he wanna prove people. So and um, I I'm, I like it. And um, what I'm saying before, I like to dream big. And um, I know there's a big countries and um, good soccer countries in, in that tournament. But um, still, you have to believe in yourself too. And um, I think we did that. And um, this is why we uh, came that far. How does this squad, the Copa squad, feel different? to that that experienced the World Cup in 2014 in Brazil? Because atmosphere-wise, the vibe amongst the players, it just seems so much looser. You know, I would say like that we have now a mix between older guys and younger guys, but still like the, ex- the I would say like uh, experience from, from the World Cup too, to, to see that, that stuff is possible. And um, we, we, took, we, we put all in, in, in one... Uh, and I would say I would be put all together, and um, we were sitting down to the team and we talked about it. The whole, yeah, before that whole tournament, what, what we can do and what not. And um, we knew that the first game against Colombia would be a tough one, but we said, okay, we go out, we battle them. We lost that game, but then we don't, we really don't lose that trust in us. So we, we said, okay, we can beat uh, Costa Rica and Paraguay, and that that was the case. So we went out to those games and um, battled and, and win that game, and now 
yeah, now uh, Ecuador came and uh, we beat Ecuador, and um, and now we have a big big game against Argentina. And um, of course, we know Argentina is a big big soccer country and a lot of amazing players. But what do you want more? That's the stage. What do you want to play on? And um, it's nice to play against Messi and uh, Aguero and all the guys. And you can only prove yourself. Uh, in, Whichever you are. We will talk about Messi. We will talk about Aguero. But I am fascinated to hear how you understand the odyssey of the US. I mean, it all started so bloody long ago. It feels like years ago against Colombia. You were not pleased to be substituted. The team lost 2-0. And then in that second game, you just stepped it up against Costa Rica. And by you, I mean do in the German sense. You singular, Jermaine. You bent space and time with your passing, your shooting, your tackling, and it seemed like you dragged the U.S. to glory. How do you understand this journey? What's clicked that is not with U.S. teams that you've played on in the past? Um, yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's, it's not easy to, to explain, but, um, you know, for, for me personal, I, I knew after the Colombian game when we lost, I knew, okay, now it, it, it's on... It's, I would say uh, a piece of the whole stuff, where we go or not, it's, it's on my shoulder. So I'm one of the older guys. And um, so I knew that um, I can I can push this team the same what I do with my club team. I knew that if I go and, and, and run, people would say, okay, he's 34. And if he can do it, man, we all can do it. So that's why I went out to Costa Rica game and said, okay, this game we have to beat them. And we have to make an, um, we have to show the people that, that that's not done. That we want to go, we want to go, and then, and um, yeah, we we beat them clear, and um, and then uh, against Paraguay with ten people, we we battled and we fight it, and, and we we stick together like a team. And um, for me, for me, it's always uh, I always say that um, I love the big day, big game, and um, big stages, and um, I showed it to World Cup 2014, and um, and um, and the same now. Um, first game, okay, I was not 100, percent but um, since then, uh. I stepped up and, um, and, and showed my game. First game wasn't big enough for you, Jermaine. You were saving your energy for the big ones when we really needed you. But the squad <laughs> and now 24 hours away from playing the semi-final against Argentina is the biggest U.S. international on American soil since the 1994 World Cup. Where did you watch the Argentina 4, Venezuela 1 quarterfinal game? Um, to be honest, I was laying in my bed and um, relaxed in Houston in the hotel and watched it from there. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Vi- I love that mental picture of you just chilling out, watching Argentina. No big deal. When you were watching, what, if anything, beyond the obvious, as you analyse them, what caught your eye? Of course, of course, I would say they have like you can you can watch I think the whole game and you see like they have from. From the goalkeeper to the front, they have amazing players. So, and then special that key player with Messi. But um, you know, me it's always I try to tell my boys who I play with or in the team I play. I always say, "What do you want more? That's the stage what you want." You, you, of course, Messi is a good player, but in that game you only can win. People don't have you on the list. Everybody's talking. Okay, Messi would be Messi is this, Messi is that, Aguero is that. Yeah, they are. They're good, but. Step up your game and um, try the best against them, and um, people will respect it. If, if if you lose the end of the day and you, you give everything, the people will say like, okay, 
you respect that. They're fighting. They did everything. This is messy, and this is a good team. So, that's, so you have nothing to lose. You have to see. You can go out, and you can play, enjoy that game, play that you play against the best in the world, and um, that's it. Lionel Messi, Angel Di Maria, Gonzalo Higuain, Kun Aguero. They beat Chile, Panama, Bolivia in the group stage by 10 goals to one combined. Jurgen said yesterday, though, like any team, they have their strengths, they have their weaknesses. What are those weaknesses as you see them? Right now, I'll be honest, I'm, I don't make so much, I don't get so much uh, headache about them right now. Um, I think it starts today. We start to go into videos and all stuff and look over them. And um, then then we will see it. We know that the Argentinian is a team that play, they like to play uh, through the middle. And they really have, like, focus on the middle. They have a lot of good players in the middle. And um, But uh, the wings and the outside is, like, um, yeah, some, some spots where you can where you can hurt them. And um, a special, well, uh, the Venezuela game showed it that um, they have like a couple of good chances to, to come back in that game and um, with the penalty, with the, the hit starting two times or three times, I'm not wrong, um, the, the, the post. So there's, there's some, some stuff where you can look up and, and, and see, okay, where you, but end of the day, yeah, you everybody has to be focused in that game and um, you need completely all 11 to beat a team with, um, yeah, with Argentina, with Messi. Yeah, I mean, Giorgio Cellini, the Italian defender, recently said, how do you mark Ronaldo? You just try not to leave him alone and don't let him shoot on his right foot. Lionel Messi, you just make the sign of the cross and pray. But Jurgen also said yesterday, he said the US have to be even hungrier, be even more aggressive, more determined than we ever were before to add another 10% to what we did already. Is there something more to the American game plan, Jermaine? Than, than just 10% more? Or does it all come down at the end of the day to hustle and grit, great American qualities? Yeah, I think in, in all the games we showed um, special, I would say like the Colombian game we played, we, we not played bad, but we were more focused in Colombia. And, um, so in, uh, then the next games we were focused more on us, and that's what, what makes us strong. And um, we have the quality in the game and uh, in the team too. And um, so... I know Argentinian is a good team, and I respect them a lot. But um, for, for myself, I would say go, go on the field, especially if you play against that players. Um, you have to play with joy and, um, and, and, and love that game. So what do you want more? If you play against Messi, he's one of the best players in the world. So you know the stage is looking at him in that game. So if you play against him and you play good, you know that people will look at you too. So that, that's what you have to do. And um, of course, respect them and be focused and concentrate the whole team, but um, end of the day, you have to enjoy that game. That's that, that's what he tried to do. If he enjoyed the game, he plays amazing. If you if you give him the game that he starts to hate you and hate the game, he 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 would not play that like how he plays always. And um, but if you give him that he enjoyed the ball, he enjoyed the game, he will make crazy stuff. You've just conjured up the mental image of Lionel Messi meeting Kyle Beckerman for the first time in the first couple of minutes of that game. I cannot wait for that clash. But now, is it true to say that now the US are in that semi-finals? Argentina, the number one team in the world, according to FIFA, that the pressure's off, that you've made the semi-finals, you've achieved the stated goal. Does it feel a little bit within the camp that the US team are playing this game with house money? I would say there's no pressure really on us. Why, um... 
the pressure was on us when people said, um, yeah, we have to come out of that group. And then they said, oh, they have no chance. They will not come out of the group. Then there was the pressure on us. But now we we have teams behind us, um, I think, um, where nobody got really or will put that, uh, the trust in us before. And, um, so right now it's, um, it's, a, it's a game, but um, I don't know who, how many players in that team will get the chance to play again again against a team like Argentina right now. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's a win or lose game, but um, end of the day, we, we won already with, with that stuff that we did. We, we want to we finish that up, and, um, and yeah, we, we won't come to that final, and that, that's the goal. Oh, please, God, Jermaine, we will see you take the field again uh, in a game that really counts in this Copa. But I want to take you back to a bad place, a dark place, Jermaine. The 51st minute last Thursday's quarterfinal against Ecuador, the US are one up. Antonio Valencia shown a second yellow card for sweeping the leg on Ale Bedoya. There's a spot of handbags and then you put your hand in the face of Ecuador midfielder Mikel Arroyo. In those moments, what goes through your head? Are you thinking through your actions or are you just acting with adrenaline and emotion? I would say like just emotion or something there but just in, the, in that case, I don't want to say that um, that was right or what I did, but I think the whole situation started with Valencia kicked the Doya, and, um, and so I went in front of um, uh, Valencia, and, um, and then I think I, I really don't know his name, so he, he came and pushed me from the back, and well, I got pushed by Brooks and um, what I saw in the video, but in that moment, I feel that he came and pushed me, so I tried to push him back, but um, yeah, went on... Uh, with my close, with close hands uh, to, his, to his head. But it looks like that I tried to punch him. I don't really want to punch him. I want to push him or chest him away. So, and then he touched my elbow a little bit, and then it looks like I punched him. But I think if I really want to punch him and I know that I get a red card, I punch him that he's knocked out. So then it will be the same, right? So, but, um, yeah, I tried to push him, and um, it looked like it looked bad. And um, But still, with my experience and all stuff like that, and, Especially in the game that we have now, it uh, was not good. And um, but um, people know me. I'm, I hate, I hate, I hate to lose. And um, I get 100 percent in every game. And um, sometimes, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you go over it. But um, this is like the same. I, I, we talked about the game Chile against Mexico. When I see Arturo Vidal, how he flies into the balls and he he goes, he risks that he gets the red card. But that's the that's the best one you need. And um, and um, I would say, like, I'm, I, I love the team. I love to battle, and, um, and, and I would never give up for my team. And um, in that moment, I feel Bedoya got kicked, and, and, and he was out right, and then I got pushed and everything. So, yeah, but I have that trust in my team, and um, I will watch the game uh, upstairs from the box, and um, I, will, I will do everything before the game to, to, to hype them, to push them, and to give them the belief that, that we can beat them and um, to, to make it to the final. And, um, I would come back and I would be exact the same Jermaine what what I did before. You know? I did it a couple couple times in my whole career, so I'm, it's it's not that way. I'm saying like I'm scared for. I've I've got to say, Jermaine, part of me loved it because Ecuador had struggled to beat the U.S. playing football in the first half, and in that second, they came out to intimidate you physically. Elbows, late tackles, feet left in. Uh, and I wonder, do you feel a responsibility as one of the team's more physical players and enforce a kind of talent on the field do you feel an obligation there to try and meet fire with fire well I, I feel it, it's sometimes fire on fire but sometimes you know it's like 
especially South American teams that come out and they they try to play and then they see oh they cannot play against us and then oh they get too and then they start to get physical. But it's always most of the time they get physical first. But then if you start to get physical on them, they start to cry and that's and that's what I don't like, you know. So I'm I'm a guy. If you go physical, I go physical too. And I, I I'm not the guy who cry around. So, but um, most of the guys of them, yeah, they they they. They try to keep you know all that stuff, and if you do it back, then they start to roll around, touch the ha- keep the hands in the face, and they fly around. But end of the day, we 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 climbed so far, you know, and um, like we showed that we can battle, and we can we we, we not step back if you start to go hard against us. We you go hard, we go harder, and we come back at you, and that and that what what makes what makes that team so special right now, and um. And um, and and I would say like since that um, the, the games now people have us on the list and they say like okay it will be not an easy game for Argentina I'm I'm sure I, I love it Jermaine I've got to tell you it was like watching you on the field quoting the great crocodile Dundee you think that's a knife this is a yeah. knife it was absolutely a, a, a real turning point uh, in a, in a very constructive way in many ways but when when you go and are sent off. Do you watch the game in the locker room? Can you hear the roar of the crowd in the stadium? What emotions go through your mind as you have to sweat 40 minutes to victory? The whole situation was a bit crazy. I walked down the field and I was still on the field and, and, the, and the referee keeps going and already started to give yellow cards to other people. And I was still on the field. I was like, man, this, this guy is wild. He's, like, he's, going, he's going in. So um, I walked down and I sit in the locker room, but I came out and I was sitting like, Straight left to the goal. Um, I was there and um, watched the game from there. And um, yeah, and I saw that my team was fighting and doing everything to to keep that to keep that point and um, that win. And um, end of the day, when when they won it, like I was not um, allowed to go on the field, but um, I was waiting in, in there and um, that the team comes out and um, yeah, come back to the locker room. Do you feel great when they win? Or does part of you feel crap because you know you're not going to be playing in that next game, that next massive game against Argentina? I was happy for them, especially for the guys where they were battle and they were doing everything to keep that to keep that win. And um, and um, when I heard a visual that the referee said the game finished, I was happy for everyone on the field who stepped up and, and yeah. So the guys who came in and, and the whole team, I was happy for the coaches, for everybody that um, really believed in that team. U.S. soccer protested your red card. I mean, the protest was a long shot. It was dismissed yesterday. How do you experience a protest? Do you hold out hope in your heart? Do you believe it can work? Or are you aware that it's a slim chance and a bit of a Hail Mary? <laughs> to be honest, I know that if you apply against it or against something that, in my experience, I have, I have no luck with that. So I tried it with the MLS last season. I got six games. So this time... I tried to get one down, but um, I knew from the beginning. I said, "Okay, no chance that we come out with that." But um, of course, you have to make it. You have to make that shot and try it, and then um, see what's coming up. But um, I think uh, the case was that maybe I was a little bit like uh, confused. That I said, "Okay, maybe you can get two or more games, so that I would be for the final or for third and fourth place to spend the two. So. But that's not the case, so I'm only suspended for one game, and, and that's, that's good for me, yeah. You, you're a player. You're, a, you're an incredible competitor. You live to be on the field. This experience, is it all the more stressful for you because you're not playing? You can't contribute. You can't control anything. 
and you have to watch it just like me and the listeners at home. Trust me, for me, it's nothing uh, worse than, than to sit outside and watch it. So well, I know with my, with my whole style, with my patient special to that game, I know that I can help teams. And, um, and I would love to battle against Messi and, um, yeah, prove people wrong and um, show them that, um, that he's, he's a natural, normal boy too. So, but um, I can so, but I got my trust in my guys now, and and I will pump I will pump the guy who up who who will come in for my position and um and will help him and of course I have maybe a little bit more experience over the years I'm I'm in my 16th season so and I played a, a lot of big time games and um you know it's not the first time that maybe I played against Messi or one of these guys so but I'm not I'm not there so the guys who will come in they will step up yeah most US fans care more about the direction of the entire men's soccer program right now than the idea of trophies. I'm interested in your thoughts. How's the, how's the program progressing? The first team squad, the depth of the player pool, the quality of MLS, our youth development pipeline. I mean, you've been involved in the US team since 2010. Would you say that you're content with the speed of progress? Yeah, I, I would say like the last years, a couple of years since, I would say like since Jurgen came into, we, we, we started to step up, we get better friendly games, we play a big, I would say like against more big countries, and, um, and that is what, what makes you or brings you to the next step, and, um, and, and, and improve people like um, younger players, what we have to, to make the next step. MLS is a good league, but um, I would say like it's, it's always on the national team, so to make MLS, or bring the MLS to the next step, and um, and um, and that and that's that's the point. So when we when we play good with the national team in, in big tournaments or play big national teams in, in qualifying or friendlies, then um it's uh, it's it's always good for, for, for that game in, in, in America so that people get more into it and people get more focused on it and um and, and special like like teams or like other teams, other countries have that eye on, on, on us and say, Hey, that's not only the, the country with football, basketball, and baseball. So in, in soccer, they're coming, and, and people start to come to the stadium. People got the, the patience for that game, and, um, and, that, and that's what we try to prove with the national team. So if we, if we have success, uh, the whole country has success, and special uh, MLS has success too. I mean, two quick questions to finish off, Jermaine. One, on MLS, Colorado Rapids question. Who's got more tattoos, you or Tim Howard? Uh, it's a hot one. I would say we, we both uh, have most of the same. I, I think so. Same. Like, he got his whole back. I got my whole back. I got my whole front. He got his whole front. So, <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, we have the same. And um, we have, I would say we both have the special one. We, we, we tatted us. Uh, I, I, gave, I gave him one and he gave me one. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm, if the US get into the final of this Copa, I may get a Jermaine Jones tramp stamp. Has your success in this tournament made you think about what's possible in 2018? You'll be 36. My, it's not really my focus on right now. I, I try to see game for game and then um, see what, what's coming and, and, and how everything goes. So um, for me, it's more important this tournament now than the Gold Cup and uh, all the qualification to make it to the World Cup. And then we will see if I'm still, still there or not. You might not be thinking about 2018, but many of us certainly are. And your words 
on this podcast have been poetry to every GFOP's ears, Jermaine. Thousands of our listeners join me in wishing your squad Godspeed Tuesday night. Please, God, it will be a night of glory. I can't wait to watch you in action in the final on Sunday night. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that.